Welcome, I'm John Perry. And I'm Ken Taylor. Coming up right after the news, it's Philosophy Talk. What's the topic this week, Ken? Uh, Made-to-order cells and genes, stem cells and cloning, stuff like that, John. If I clone myself, would I finally find someone who agrees with me? (laughs) Not unless he was raised in 1950s Nebraska and formed his political and philosophical opinions way back in the wacko 60s, John. I guess I'll just have to put up with you then, Ken. Stay tuned as we dig into the philosophical issues raised by the brave new world of genetics and cell research. First, the news. Welcome to Philosophy Talk, the program that questions everything. Except your intelligence. I'm John Perry. And I'm Ken Taylor. Here we are once once again at Philosopher's Corner, a shady oasis on the campus of Stanford University. And through the good graces of radio station KALW in San Francisco, you're invited to join us too. You can always join us anytime on the World Wide Web at uh, philosophytalk.org. So uh, what's our topic this week, John? Genes, genetics, clones, and other people. Oh, that's really cool stuff. Stem cell research and all that stuff. You know, I'm I'm just wildly enthusiastic about this thing. I think, you know, you could have the stem cell research. It's not only going to cure these diseases, but you could make hearts to replace your own heart when you get old and decrepit. It's just great. And genetic engineering, you can tune your children's brains so that they're the smartest people in the world. It's just super. So Uh, what's the philosophical issue? You're such an enthusiast, Ken. I mean, it's full of philosophical problems and thickets and moral dilemmas. As far as I'm concerned, they should just put the whole thing off for a couple hundred years until we can figure out what to do with it. As far as I'm concerned, the National Institutes of Health ought to be renamed the National Institute for figuring out things that we don't know what to do about ethically. Oh, man, you're such a curmudgeon. I mean, but uh, help me think about this more. I don't quite see what you think is the ethical problem. Are you worried about... Know, abortion or something like that? I'm not, what's, what? Well, it's, it's related to that. I mean, take what you, you call harvesting stem cells. That means producing human life for some purpose like helping someone like you not have as many aches and pains or have a longer life. Now, that may be a pretty good purpose, but, but you're a Kantian. I mean, you admire Kant. He said you should not produce human life to be a means, it should be an end in itself. So doesn't that bother you? Well, yeah, it would bother me if I thought we were doing that. But, you you know, the stem cell research, let's just take that example. That's they, 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 uh, It starts with these blastocysts. That's a, a clump of cells, 100 cells or so, that haven't differentiated yet and can go any direction. And, you know, it could become a pair of identical twins, triplets, quadruplets. Uh, or if we in, no, learn how to intervene, we could make one turn into a heart. So big deal. I mean, well, I was it's not yet a person. It's not yet, you know. I was going to point out that it was a potential person, and you've pointed out that it's potentially two or three people. That's, oh. that's a big comfort. Ken, I mean, somehow, maybe uh, we went to different graduate schools. Maybe I missed out on the course where they explain where human life and personhood and rights and obligations begin. But 
but I missed it. It's good to know that you're so sure about it. Well, I'm not saying I'm not saying I'm sure about it, but I just think the potential of this thing is tremendous, and I don't want to wait a hundred years. What about all those people who would die from Parkinson's and diabetes if we just shut this off? I mean, we ha- don't we have more of an obligation to those actual people than the mere potential people who might be born? You know, I, it just doesn't seem right to me. Well, uh, potential people is one thing, but uh, the question is, uh, wh- where does potentiality end and human life begin? How about cloning? I suppose you're enthusiastic about that, too. Well, I am, and I don't think it raises very murky issues. We'll probably get into that with our guests. I, 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 I want to stress what I think are the benefits of this, all the stuff we could do with it, and I don't, I just don't want to cut that off for well, squeamishness okay, purposes. I'll, I'll have to admit it's very, very tempting on the other side. There are great promises for cloning and stem cell research uh, in, in giving us the possibility to cure some terrible diseases. Our own roving philosophical reporter, Amy Standard, actually begins her weekly audio essay by taking us to a place where cures would be most welcome. This is the waiting room of UC San Francisco's Pediatric Care Department, which specializes in the treatment of type 1 diabetes in children. If you look at the consequences of diabetes over the long haul, it's frightening. Traditionally, people with diabetes have had a lifespan that's been shortened by as much as 10 to 20 years. Diabetes is the leading cause of blindness in adults. It's the leading cause of kidney failure, increased risk for amputation of a limb. Dr. Stephen Gittleman, director of the Children's Diabetes Clinic here, counsels patients on their onerous daily regimen of insulin injections and blood sugar monitoring. But what he'd really like to see is a cure. The real hope for the future is stem cells. And stem cells have a unique uh, regenerative capacity. So they're early in the developmental state, and they can be coaxed to become beta cells. Insulin-producing beta cells could allow a body to start producing its own insulin again, curing the patient of diabetes. There are several practical issues to solve before this will work. Among them, where do you get all those stem cells? One way would be to clone human embryos, as a team of Korean scientists did in February. These clones would provide a huge supply of stem cells with all kinds of medical potential. But in order to get a stem cell, you've got to destroy the embryo, which, some argue, is a living being in its own right. This early, early embryo created is also in the continuity of life. So what would be the reason for why this wouldn't also have inviolability or moral standing? Bill Hurlbut is a member of the President's Council on Bioethics, which recommended a moratorium on cloning for biomedical research. Hurlbut says there's more to the cloning debate than just the pro-life, pro-choice question. He objects to what he calls an instrumental view of human life. In other words, what's troublesome here to most people is that there's the intentional creation of a life in order to use it as a mere resource. We don't, at any other stage of life, favor an instrumental use of human beings. Even in the case where a criminal is being executed, we have laws against the use of that criminal's organs for transplantation. We want to keep way distant from the notion that our system of justice would in any way be clouded by a utilitarian purpose. But what about Dr. Gittleman, who works daily with children suffering from diabetes? Would he support the cloning of embryos for stem cells? Personally, I would support it. Um, you know, knowing what I know and, and seeing the suffering and cost to society of the, of the impact of diabetes on, on people's lives. 
the implication there is that the child in front of you is the only life in question. Now, if one is going to make such an assertion, one needs to come up with a justification for why the embryo in the dish does not have a moral standing commensurable with the child you wish to cure. It's hard to imagine a more difficult set of philosophical questions. Is an early embryo human life? And if it is, is it ethical to create embryos for the sole purpose of harvesting their stem cells? Is one life ever more valuable than another? This is Amy Standen for Philosophy Talk. You can listen to the rest of this program by purchasing it at iTunes Music. Or for unlimited listening, become a subscriber at philosophytalk.org.